Welcome to Maximus Podcast with your hosts, Joe Sabula and Bobby Maximus. Today, uh, we are going to talk about, I actually just want to talk about mindset and especially victim mentality, Joe. All right. I'm for it. And, and I say that it's been something that's been on my mind. I am sick and tired of people's constant complaining. And I want to say a blanket lack of willingness to do the work that it's going to take to fix mm-hmm. their situation. Yeah. And I, I think there's some, like, uh, some comparing my efforts to other people's efforts and then trying to justify my lack of effort. I, I've seen this with, with folks that I've been coaching a lot recently where like, it's almost not fair how hard I have to work to get certain results. And it's like, well, do you recognize like how hard you have to work? But not only that, nobody cares how hard somebody else has right. to work. The, the reality is life's not fair. You may have to do more work than somebody else. Yeah. That's the reality. It doesn't matter what they do. Stay in your own lane. Yeah. I mean, exactly. And then, and, and, you know, why are you making assumptions about the effort that other people, like you don't know, Yeah, you know, and, and, and it could be that they're doing like this, this, you know, insane amount of work. And to them, it's just like their everyday life. They're just conditioned to doing that. And maybe you're just so pampered. And, and I mean, I hate to use the word, but maybe you're just like so weak that that amount of effort seems impossible. Like, well, you got a long road ahead of you. Well, and it's, it's the mentality people take behind it. Like, I don't, I don't mind when it goes a positive way. So if you look at, you're trying to play basketball, you look at what LeBron James does and okay, this is what this guy does. This is what I have to do to be that good. I think mm-hmm. that can be a positive thing. I think it's a negative thing when it becomes a negative comparison that you start to complain about your situation, you start to victimize yourself and the whole situation about why do you have to work so hard? You understand what I mean? Yeah. It's why do I have to eat, you know, five perfect meals a day? Because that's what you have to do. That's the reality. People don't want to do the work and then they start to make excuses for it. But I, I, I want people to think about that. Every time you open your mouth and complain, it actually makes it harder for you. Yeah, yeah. And this is is something that happens again and and again. I'm so sick and tired of waking up at 5 a.m. Don't wake up at 5 a.m. then. Don't do it. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. But the constant complaining and bemoaning your situation, and I've got to work harder than this person, it's just not true. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, working out's an area, and you know as well as I do, Hard work almost always pays off, mm-hmm. right? Like you, you could be, you could go to acting school right? because we were just on a movie. Yeah. You could go to acting school. You could do everything right. And you may not ever get your big break because you don't have the right look or you don't have the it factor. Yeah. Yeah. Are you just not in the right place at the right time? You just haven't met the right people. I mean, anything, any kind of job. I mean, you can show up early for work. You can bust your butt all day long and you can never get that promotion because somebody else just did, did something that made them stand out a little bit more or the, the boss just likes them a little bit more. And, and it's not anything you did wrong, but in the gym, I mean, yeah. What, what does Henry Rollins say? 200 pounds is always 200 pounds, right? Yeah, and, and, and that's beyond your control. But in the gym, is you, you two, you know, 203 is 203. Yeah. If you show up and work hard and put in effort, you will get better than you were yesterday. That's a fact. You might not be world class, but you will improve. 
So it's a pretty safe assumption to say, I would think, that if you work hard, you'll get effort. And I always go back to the place, if you haven't hit your goals, it's because you're not working hard enough. Yeah, and well, and to, to repeat efforts, you know, to, to, to add on to what you've already done almost always requires more work. So it's like the fitter you get, the more work you got to do to get there. It's like exponential. Yep. You know, you, you, can't, know, it, you, you can't just be like, well, you know, I, uh, I cut uh, Twinkies out of my diet and I can't believe I'm not, you know, 3% body fat and like, you know, super shredded. It's like, that ain't enough. Like the closer you get to that goal, the harder it's going to be to continue to advance. Why take more? Yeah. More effort that you're willing to give. But, you know, just because just my kids are in the background and I can't hide them anymore. I am, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm here at an afternoon. I got a three-year-old and I got a nine-month-old. And this has been the case every afternoon, Joe. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lisa goes to work. Uh you know, she does her thing. And so I've got to handle my business. How many workouts do you think I have missed? When I have uh, I'm going to guess none. Zero. You are correct, sir. <laughs> I, don't, I don't fall back on the, well, I had my kids and it was hard to train. I couldn't do the right thing. You'll never hear me complain about a situation like that. Yeah. Because I get the work done. Same thing with the podcast. How many podcasts have I missed? because of the kids, not like they're going to be yeah. on it. Like there's yeah. always a way around a problem. But I think what people do is they complain about their situation and it almost, it, it, in a weird way, as I talk through this, it validates a complaint. It makes it more real than it actually is. Yeah. I, I feel a sense of comparison there too. Like if, if, if we come into this podcast with this idea that like every episode has to be perfect, and, and like we built like special studios in our house with like that eggshell stuff on the, on the walls. And like, we've got the most expensive mics and, and it was like, Oh no, I can't podcast because the kids are going to be in there. I mean, there's this idea that like, well, you know, except for X, Y, and Z, we could have done better, you know? So if you're looking at, 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 you know, this episode of the podcast and you're like, Oh, I mean, it's not your greatest episode. And it's like, well, then I have to sort of justify compared to, what we've done in the past or to other shows. And it, and you've got to clear all that crap out and say, you know what, I'm just going to bring the best episode that I can bring today. And if that means the kids are in the background, the kids are in the background. You know, I just put my little dude down to sleep. So I was a little bit late coming to the party today. Uh, and you've got your kids sitting right there. Like, that's just the way it is. I'd rather get the podcast out with what it is and kind of make the most of it than try to go for perfection. Because that's something else people do with fitness is if it ain't perfect, it ain't worth doing. And then they end What's up start, starting the program and then quitting because they found a better program. And then, well, I need to change my nutrition because I read a new article and it seems like it makes more sense. And so they never actually stick to any plan and they end up kind of screwing up a whole bunch of little ones. But there's a famous saying about that. Perfection is the enemy of progress. Yeah. And it's true because if you constantly aim for things to be perfect, but then you give bread, you know, you give, you give breath or you give life to these complaints. And then of course you're never going to do anything. You'll never yeah. have the right food. You'll never have the right gym. You'll never have the right circumstance to train in. You'll never have the right program. And soon it becomes everything else other than you. Yeah. Well, think about this, right? So, cause there's this assumption that there is a perfect situation, you know, well, I'll, I'll pick on the rock here a little bit, man. If I got $20 million of film and got paid to work out six hours a day, I'd be big and strong and buff like the rock too. 
And it, it seems to make sense on the surface, but I almost guarantee that the people who think that way, if they ended up like if, if, and I posted this on my Instagram the other day, if you just flip flop your lives in six months, the rock would be fat, out of shape, lazy, unemployed, because they don't have the drive that he has to continue to, to keep that going. They'll let every other excuse pop up where he doesn't, you know? So it's like, don't, don't just assume that that's like some magic is, is in the amount of resources you have, the amount of time you have to get, like he makes that happen. Well, I, I wonder how many of these people that were making $20 million a pitcher would wake up at three thirty in the morning to train. Yeah, exactly. I wonder how many of them would go through the trouble to get the gym shipped to them and yeah. get it all organized and taken care of. I wonder how many of them would have that foresight. You know, our, our mutual friend, Ashley Borden said something to me once that was, you know, was brilliant that she works with a lot of rich, famous celebrities and mm-hmm. things like that. And people have said to her in the past, well, it's easy for rich people. Well, what about Oprah Winfrey? She's rich. Yeah. What about Rosie O'Donnell? She's rich. Like apparently being rich doesn't just automatically make you fit. Yeah. You can't just buy fitness, you know? No, you got to work at it. Yeah. You got to do something. You know what I mean? Again, that's, that, that's why, that's why the, the 200 pounds is always 200 pounds, right? Because you can't just keep throwing money at that problem until you do the work. It doesn't get done. It's a great equalizer that way. Well, and it's funny how you hear the excuses go the other way too, because people look at JLo, she's 50. Yeah. Uh, Ashanti just turned 40. Kim Kardashian had her 40th birthday. And it's funny how people are like, well, if I had their money, they neglect the fact, because I, I I follow Kim and watch, you know, watch what she does on Instagram. Mm-hmm. She's got like two workout posts a day. If yeah. you watch her stories. Like I feel like she lives on a step hill. Yeah. It's yeah. always like, and it's like 5.30 a.m. And it's like her feet on a step mill, yep. you know, 7 a.m., her feet on a step mill, on a, on a step mill, 3 p.m., her feet on a step mill. I'm like, Kim's working out like three, four times a day. Yeah. It, it, but no, it's got to be the money. So I'm going to discount the effort because I'm not willing to put it in. Yeah, it's, it's the money or the genetics, right? Like, yep. <laughs> you know, oh man, if I had the genetics of a professional football player, it's like, yeah, do you have the work ethic of a professional? You understand like how hard these guys have trained to get to that level, like what they've had to put themselves through and, and what they've had to sacrifice. Like you have no concept and you just completely discount that with genetics. And even if you don't work hard off the football field, you still probably showed up at practice two to three mm-hmm. hours a day for 15 years of your life before you get to the NFL yeah, or whatever it is. It's a lot more time than people think. Like, and then it gets, you know, diminished to, well, he just showed up at practice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, which is something you did not do. You can hear my little guy in the background. He's, he's sad. He's upset over this. He's like, God damn armchair quarterbacks. I think they know everything. Hey, are you upset at other people's work ethic, buddy? <laughs> you don't like that, do you? Say these damn excuse makers, they are fat and lazy. <laughs> Probably shouldn't say that. People will think you're fat shit. <laughs> There's no shame in it. I think what you said earlier was fine. Like, I hate getting up at 5.30 in the morning. If I don't, you don't have, nobody's put a gun to your head and said, you have to get up at 5.30 in the morning to make it work. You know, if your if your employment situation is such that you have to work specific hours and you have no control over it, like you agreed to that job, you agreed to those terms, and and if five thirty is legitimately the only time you can get it, well then what's it worth to you? 
And if it's worth well, it, it's, then stop complaining about it because it's worth it. And if it isn't worth it, then stop doing it because we're sick of hearing you complain. It's funny you bring that up, Joe, because there's a guy at my gym that basically took his sales job based on how much time it would give him to train. Yeah. He's like, I had a couple of things on the table. The one job had a little more flexibility. There was a little more leeway. I could work from home. It was going to suit my lifestyle and give me time to train. It was a little less money. Yeah. But it was going to give me more of a lifestyle. And that was a conscious decision that he made. I mean, yeah, but that's exactly it. It's they, they made him an offer, not a demand, right? Yeah, exactly. But people act like they're uh, like a slave to the job. Like I had to take this job. No, you didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You were free to work wherever the hell you wanted. You know what I mean? You didn't, yeah. you didn't just, I love how people have this narrative that they just, ended up somewhere yeah yeah well you said it at the top of the podcast it's this this victim mentality that i'm not in charge of my own destiny you know what i mean it's like no no i i I was put in this place i'm here against my will you know like no you i mean you you made you made a series of decisions that led to this if you want a different outcome you're gonna have to make different decisions and i and i understand that's scary it's like starting your own business right do you leave the 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 you know, peace and security of, of a corporate job where you get all these great benefits to go out there and try to make your own way in the world, you know, and, and you, you lose your benefits, you lose your retirement. I mean, maybe the first couple of years, you don't even make money, you know, and then maybe you fail. Well, okay. You try, you can go back to your job and you can say, well, that security is worth something to me. Or maybe you get out there in the real world on your own and realize that you can make ends meet. And maybe that's more rewarding. You know, because that's kind of where I'm at. I'd rather be be self-employed and kind of playing by my own rules. I do pretty good there, you know, and and I'm making the ends meet and and my business is growing. Like, you know, I get to do this podcast with you. I get to work out when I want to work out. Like those all have value to me besides the amount of money in my bank, you know? So that's a choice. It's funny funny you bring up, yeah, and that's exactly it. But it's funny that you bring up the job example as a choice because- it's not just one choice either. There's many choices. Yeah. Like, let's look at your life. Did you choose what to take in university or was there a gun put to your head? <laughs> yeah, no, I made a choice. Okay. And then when you got out of university, did you choose where you could put your resume out or was there a gun put to your head? Yeah, I made a choice. When you got the job offers back, Mm-hmm. Did you have a choice of which one you took and which one you didn't? Yeah. And then when you got to the job, sorry, I'm pretty far away here. I had to set him up in his seat. <laughs> but when you got to the job, did you have to stay there? Like your first job, what was it? My very first job was a, the hospital. I was a physical therapist aide. Okay. Did you? Did you sign a 20-year contract? <laughs> you know, looking back, I kind of wish I would have. That was a good job. That had good benefits. But you know what I'm saying? But no, like, like I, 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 chose, I chose to leave that job and get into TV because that's what I wanted to do. And that was a choice. Yeah, it was 100% out, a choice. Yeah. So I mean, like, then you got TV 
And did they offer you a 20 year contract that, that was no. like ironclad with the, you know, with the devil and <laughs> you, you, you pay for the blood? Like you could leave at any time. I love how people act like they're trapped in something. On top of that, it's the constant complaining. I hate my boss. I hate my job. It's like, well, are you looking for a new one? Well, no. We can't hate it that much. You know, like if if your end goal, Bobby, if if you were like, you know what, screw this. I I just, I want to be done. I want to go live in a cabin in the woods somewhere and not have anybody bother me. Like what kinds of choices would you have to make to make that a reality? Like you're going to have to have some property somewhere. You're going to have to have, you know, at least enough resources to build a cabin. Like, do you know how to like fall trees and, and turn them into to lumber and build a cabin that's actually livable? Can you survive? You know, you want to go up to Alaska and get way off the, uh, the, the radar. Like, do you have what it takes to live up there? And if not, shut up about it. And if you do, then go do it. You know, like what's funny. No, no, nobody is saying you can't live your best life. I mean, every, you know, uh, your boss wants you to show up because it helps his bottom line. And that, that can be fine too. I mean, if, if you know, working for a company gets you what you want out of life, then shit, go work for a company and be, be fine with that. You know, you don't have to settle for, for mediocrity ever. But then shut the fuck up about it. Yeah. You know, it, it's funny. I'm the guy in university people used to hate talking to about their girlfriend problems or their <laughs> boyfriend problems. <laughs> Because my advice is, well, so bad, why don't you break up with them? Yeah. Well, but I don't want to break up with them. Then it can't be that bad. Yeah. What do you mean? Well, you're telling me how bad it is, but if you're not willing to break up with them, something about it works for you. So it can't be that bad. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's the same thing with people with kids. Like I'm, I, I have no tolerance for that either. If you came to me and obviously we have a close friendship mm-hmm. and you constantly complain about Jojo and Max. It's so hard. I don't have time to do what I want. It's so difficult. And then you said, oh, uh, me and Megan are thinking have another baby. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. You've, you've sat here. A couple things. One, you've sat here and complained to me for the past two years about how hard your life is with kids. Yeah, and you're you deciding to have another one. Did you think this through? And then number <laughs> two, once you have this third baby, don't you dare come to me and want sympathy. Yeah, exactly. Don't call me and tell me about how hard it is because we had this talk. This is why people don't want to confide me with anything because I just call <laughs> it. And I'm not, I'm not trying to be mean, but we, you know, it, it brings me to another point. I want to, I want to discuss. We live in a society where people want to placate other people's failures, misery, complaints. Mm-hmm. Rather than say the obvious and say, Joe, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm going to say, oh my gosh, Joe, it's not your fault. Yeah, you, yeah. You, you could have had no idea it was this difficult with three kids. No, you had an idea, pal. Mm-hmm. It's, <laughs> it's funny how people, you know, to, to give, I guess, a simpler analogy would be fitness you're complaining about how you're 30 pounds overweight. You can't lose weight. Your so-called friends that are supposed to have your back and give you honest answers. They're going to say things like, dude, that's the perfect time to ask. (laughs) Because we are talking about people that can't lose weight. (laughs) They complain and wonder why their belly hangs over their belt. 
Uh, a lot of people want candy in the car, and that's why our world is in the shape it's in. But thanks, buddy. You got to be quiet. Okay, I'm doing a podcast. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, in the car after. No, but my pumpkins are out. Yeah. Okay, how, how can I lose weight when I'm always feeding my kids cookies? It's like, well, yeah. why are you eating the cookies? Well, you know what? It's funny. <laughs> I can't stop eating my kids' food. Yes, you can. You just uh-huh. don't want to. But it's funny that someone would complain about that and rather than their friends say, don't eat your kids' food, they'll be like, oh my gosh, this is so hard for me too. Everyone has a hard time. I, I literally, literally this morning, I posted a video on this in the, uh, the podcast Inner Circle. This was, this was the topic I was talking about because somebody had uh, uh, messaged me on Instagram and it just asked, you know, you're, you're a guy with wife and kids. Like, how do you do it? If, if your family is not eating healthy around you and you're in the middle of it, like how, how did you manage to pull it off? You know, and it's, and, it's, and, and this is going to sound like a bad analogy, but it's that if you live with AIDS, it's hard to be clean. You know what I mean? Like, you know, who you're surrounded by affects you. Uh, and, and I answered and I said, well, the, the thing is I would cook my food and then everybody wanted my food. So my problem wasn't that I had all their food in my face. It's that I would make a steak and then three other people would eat it and I would not get enough. And so I had to start learning. Like I got to cook two steaks, three steaks. I got to have extra leftover in case, you know, my father-in-law goes to the fridge and eats my prepared meal because what I was cooking was better than the crap that they were eating. So it, it got to be like everybody wanted what I was having, not the other way around, you know? And, and yeah, sometimes I'm going to put animal crackers in my daughter's lunch and send her to school. I don't have to sit there and munch on them while I'm packing her lunch. You know, I just, no, I just don't want that. It, it's not something that I eat. You know, she wants it. That's fine. But it's either that or you just say no. Yeah. Right. Like, or get your own fridge or yeah. have your own snacks. You're not just a victim of the situation. Yeah. Again, what's it worth? I mean, standing there and complaining about it isn't going to fix the problem. Like, what's the problem? You got to identify the problem. And now you know what the problem is. You start looking at viable solutions. And someone placating you is not going to help you. Either. No, not at all. Like, you yeah, don't you're, you're, that- this is this is the, the teacher's lounge thing, right? We've talked about this in the past. Yep. You know, I want to run a marathon. Oh, well, you know, Jane tried to run a marathon. It was really hard. She failed. So don't worry if you fail. It's like, well, don't give me a, a, a way out before I even began. It's you okay. Know? We all fail. I failed yeah. too. I didn't do it either. You're fine. You worked out once this week. That's still good. Hold on. Like I'm, I'm the person that like someone comes to me. I don't even know why they're saying this, but they're like, yeah, I only worked out once a week. That's okay though. Right. Nah, I, don't know. I worked out 14 times. What's your problem? I, mean, I don't care if that makes them feel bad. I'm not yeah. going to do more, not less. Yeah. And, and people have a tendency to, to dim their own light so they don't make other people feel bad. Yeah, like, yeah. You want me to say, it's kind of like when people say, hey, are you a great fighter? What do you want me to say? No. Yeah. I love that. Oh, you used to be a fighter? Were you any good? Like, what? Uh, no, I sucked at it, but I tried. I gave it my life anyway. Like, of course I'm going to say, that was the best. That's fucking incredible. You don't want to fight me. Yeah, or this movie <laughs> we had last week. Like, what am I supposed to do? Be humble about it? Yeah. Man, it must have been so cool that you were on a movie. No, not really. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it was, it was a bit part. Movie. I'm not even a good act. I'm not even good looking. You know, there's a lot of other people who would be better for the role. Like, no, fuck that. You know, well, how did, how did you get this opportunity? Well, <laughs> story for me. What am I supposed to say? 
but in a way, this is what people expect. Like you're not even allowed to be proud yeah. of anything you've done. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which makes it a problem. And I don't understand why people live that life. But again, yeah. it, it comes back to the, 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 the mindset of making yourself good at stuff. Like you've got to have the expectation you're going to be good at it. You, you should be proud of yourself when you're good at it. You should not make excuses. Don't confide in people that are just going to like pump your tires and make you feel good about your shitty work ethic. Yeah, Why would yeah. you do that? Well, I mean, the, there's, a, there's another saying here of like, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room, right? Yep. So if I'm in, if I'm like the fittest guy in the room, then I need to find people who are more fit than me if I'm trying to get fitter, right? Like I want people who are going to pull me up and remind me of like, you know, where my shortcomings are so that I can address them. I don't, I don't want to be standing around like, uh, again, teacher's lounge. I'm easily the fittest guy in a teacher's lounge. You know, I'm easily the fittest guy standing around the water cooler at work because nobody else is giving any effort at all. That, that's not very motivating for me. You know, if, if I, if I go to like, you know, gold's gym and, you know, I see Arnold Schwarzenegger over there pumping iron and I, and I look across the room and there's Hulk Hogan, you know, and I look across the room and there's some other, you know, famous bodybuilder over there. Like, man, I got to bring my A game. I got to step up. Wouldn't you, you know? just switch gyms and then complain how everyone at your old gym was on steroids? <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's an option, right? That's one way to get around it. But don't don't tell me that fitness is the most important thing in your life if that's the kind of strategy you're going to use. You know, is that what most people do? Oh, that that's why Planet Fitness exists, right? The the no the no you can't you can't be a bro. You can't yeah. have a four liter gallon jug of water because that makes people feel bad mm-hmm. about their water consumption. What the hell is going on? Yeah, please don't leave Tootsie Roll wrappers behind the dumbbell rack. <laughs> Pizza night on Tuesday. Yeah, pizza day, bagel day. <laughs> music. Uh, according to the commercials, you can't even look good. No. I think there's like a meter that once you get too good looking, like you get above an eight out of ten on the good look scale, you're booted out. Yeah. Which is funny. It is funny. But it actually makes me think a little bit. It's like, well, yeah, you have to graduate from that mentality. You can't live there. You're not getting anywhere. If I get too fit, am I out? Yeah. But the reason a lot of people I don't think will adopt, I shouldn't be negative, but I don't think a lot of people will adopt this mentality because they're not willing to invest in themselves. Yeah. And by the way, I, I use the term investment, Joe, because training yourself psychologically does take some investment. If you well, can, I, I, let me step back a second because I don't even think they believe they're capable of it because they've never invested in themselves. You know what I mean? If if you've gone through your whole life and you never really tried, what are you actually capable of today? Like not very much. You know, like you don't really have any abilities. You're not strong. You're not fit. You know, like you've never trained it. Now, once you start training it, your abilities improve, you know, like maybe, maybe day one, this might sound familiar. You get pinned under a 45 pound barbell trying to do a bench press. You know what I mean? You didn't get to a 405 bench by giving up, by not training. I mean, it's taken years and years and years, you know, and eventually you put that weight up and it's like, wow. Okay. So at one point my skill level was X and now it's Y. 
because I've changed my ability. So I think when, when, when you say that, it's like, yeah, people, they don't believe that they're capable of change because realistically today, they're not going to change. They're not capable of doing what it needs to take. Where they, where they make the mistake is they forget that these are learned skills and that it takes time and that stuff builds up. You know, and you take one step forward today, you take one step forward tomorrow. And at the end of the year, you've taken 365 steps forward. So your goals get closer and closer, but only if you actually make effort towards them. And you have to rewire yourself. I love yeah. these mindset books that just tell you you're going to turn it on and flip a switch. Yeah. It takes years of practice to develop the ability to flip a switch. Well, it, it look at your story, right? Like, like you, you get to do all the green light therapy, right? You had that awesome video that you posted in the inner circle of your, like your motivation video of like all your highlights. And when you turn that off, your mindset went right back where it was. And it's like, did, had, had you learned a lesson? Like, yeah, you learned that when you believed in yourself, you were unstoppable. And then when you realized like, oh, I'm unstoppable, you stopped doing the things that made you that way. And you started to struggle with it again. It's like, you can't stop that process. You, you never like are done. You never arrive. It takes constant effort. No, and it is constant work. You can't yeah. And, and I wish, I wish people knew they're like, oh, Bobby, he's like the king of mindset stuff. It's like, if you knew how hard you still work at this stuff. I mean, the conversations we have day after day after day where it's like, no, I'm falling into that negative mindset and I got to start doing some drills to get out of it. Like that's a, it's a real thing. And people don't understand like there is a ton of effort that's put into that. Well, and it's that investment, right? Yeah. It's just figuring it out. But you know, Joe, one of the best investments you can make in yourself is to join the Maximus podcast inner circle. I, I've only mentioned it twice organically thus far, you know, only. It's really the so. kind of thing that will change your life and get you noticed. Absolutely. Stronger, more fit, become mentally unbreakable simply by joining, learning, and interacting with like-minded people all over yeah. the world. Join, join a circle of people who are trying to become better, become greater, and, and, and raise your game. Did I just hear you ask how you join? How do you join, Bobby? You go to themaximuspodcast.com, click the drop down, and choose join now. $24.99 a month or $199 for the year. Both options will make you better than you were yesterday. A hundred percent. They will guarantee. I like how we just slip that in. Yeah. It's not at all salesy. That was good. Good job. But for real with, with the investment in yourself, it's, it's, and again, I'll go back to like various things in my life. I don't make excuses. I try not to, I shouldn't say I don't because that would be disingenuous. I've caught myself making excuses and then I try to get rid of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like today, Oh no, I'm going to have both kids. Lisa's tied up. I can't do the podcast. Well then, I mean, I could have both kids next week and the next week and the next week. So I try to get rid of whatever that self-talk voice is for excuses. I try to nuke it right away and find a way around it. You know what I mean? Find a solution. Like I didn't bring any food to work today. Oh, can I run to the grocery store across the street? Like try no, to- no, this, this one gets me. Oh my God. Let me address this right now. No, I have to go through the drive through at Taco Bell because I'm in a hurry. It takes 10 minutes to walk in and out of the grocery store and you can make your own meal right in your dang car. It takes 10 minutes to go through the drive through at Taco Bell. Like what's the difference? So rather than make an excuse, make a solution. That's yeah. a good way for people to start, I think, rewiring how they think. You know what I mean? You yeah. catch yourself making an excuse, get rid of it, 
and and come up with a solution to that. I would even say when you know when in doubt, write down your reasoning. Yeah. Why why are you going to Taco Bell? Write that down because as soon as you do, you really have to think about it for a second. Well, and by the way, that might have flown twenty five years ago. Mm-hmm. There are so many healthy eating options right now. Yeah, yeah. You shouldn't just and I, I, I Taco Bell might have some, but you shouldn't just find yourself at Taco Bell and unable to make a good food choice. Yeah. Cause realistically at that point, you're not making uh, a good choice. You're using an excuse to allow yourself to make a bad choice. Cause so it's easy. Than, so when you do find yourself making an excuse, come up with another solution like that. I, I, I mean, we, we were in a hotel last week with no gym. Yeah. Most people would say, I can't train. No, come up with a solution. Well, I could do no gear or, uh-huh. I could go on Google and look for gyms in Bozeman, Montana. Yeah. Right. And then, and then another excuse pops up. Well, this gym's $25 for a day rate. Look for one that has a cheaper day rate. Yeah. There's always usually for your excuse, there's always usually an answer. Well, and, and I say too, like beware of the convenient answer. Yes. Because convenience is rarely the solution that you're looking for. And again, the drive through at your local fast food restaurant is convenient. That's that's why people do it. Yep. The food there oftentimes isn't even that great, honestly. Yep. It's just convenient. No, no, no. We we went to that uh, that that homemade taco truck in Bozeman. That was way oh. better than anything you'll get at Taco Bell. That was ridiculously good. <laughs> you know what I mean? That, like, that was worth standing in the rain while we ordered. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just the way it is. So don't make excuses. The other big one is don't complain. Just yeah. stop. I mean, I wonder how many people, I don't know if you've ever done this exercise, but try not to complain for 30 days. <laughs> and it actually, it actually, people who've done it find it incredibly hard. What yeah. you're supposed to do is rather than complain, you're supposed to reframe the context of what you're saying. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So rather than say, oh no, this sucks. We're stuck in line for 30 minutes. I get to spend an extra 30 minutes hanging out with my friend, Joe. You have to rewire your brain to look for opportunities versus looking for complaints. And it's incredibly hard to not complain. I don't think your average person realizes how much they complain in a day. Yeah. How much, how much negative stuff? You're not a negative guy, but how many times do you think you frame things negatively in a day? I, well, I, I mean, I'm going to just say it, it's kind of the default setting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like everything that pops up, if you're not specifically working to, to find a positive solution, to, 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 to see the light in things, like you will almost always select a negative viewpoint. It's, it's almost like a survival the, mechanism. It's kind of like the attitude of I have to go to work versus I get to go to work. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. – for the person complaining that they have to go to work, there are 10 people who are unemployed that would kill for your job, mm-hmm. right? I have to work out. No, you get to work out. I have to do a podcast. No, you get to do a podcast. I have to watch the kids. I get to watch the kids. I wonder how many times people in a day when we talk about framing things negatively use the words, I have to. No, you don't have to do anything. Yeah. It's rare that you absolutely have to do something. You know, I, I have to call my mom or dad. My dad died. I, I'd love to get to call my dad right now. Yeah. Like, it just start thinking about that if you're listening at home. 
how you're framing things. I, that, I think that's one of the most useful ways to get into the practice of being mindful of that is changing that phrase. I have to, to, I get to. Yeah. I get to go to the groceries. What do you mean? You have to go to the grocery store and buy stuff. You know how many people would love to go to the grocery store and be able to spend a hundred dollars. Yeah. What do you mean? You have to, you don't have to do anything again. You know, I have yeah. to go to Jojo's dance class. Say that to a parent that's lost their kid. Yeah. Right. So, so it's, 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 it's no excuses. Stop your complaining and learn to start reframing stuff in a positive way. Cause this, this Joe is the real work. That's going to matter. That's going to make people successful in all areas of their life. Like people act like it's. <laughs> is he fighting a rooster? What happened? Oh, buddy. <laughs> I know. I know. He bumped his head. <laughs> I just I heard a rooster crow and he starts crying. <laughs> Are you good, buddy? Yeah, dad loves you, huh? It's you know, it's it's so funny though. Speaking of adults, and, and this will be like an organic way to, to put them in a podcast because I got both of them here. Mm-hmm. Hunter's at the point he's really trying to walk Joe. Right. And he's pulling himself up. He's falling down. He can't quite crawl because his belly's a little big. He gets down. He has a hard time. No, this is like a real thing. He gets frustrated when he can't do stuff, right? Yeah. Adults inherently are quitters. Would you agree with that? Yeah. I wonder how many times, because he just bumped his head trying to get up. I wonder at what point he's just going to sit down and lie there and say, this isn't for me. Yeah, I just won't like walk. Like an adult would do. You know what yeah. I mean? No, yeah. he's just going to keep trying until he gets it done. Where, I'm wondering, where do you think we learn from that, like that failure from, or the, 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 the willingness to accept failure? Is that from other people in our lives? Like, ah, oh, just give up and take it easy. Cause I promise you, he will keep trying. He will, you heard him cry because he bumped his head. He will bump his head a million more times. Yeah, trying. that's what my boy does. Yeah. He runs around the house ramming his head into everything. Do you know what I'm saying? But I wonder at what point he's just like, ah, maybe this isn't for me. I'm done. Yeah. I'll just get a wheelchair, you know? Yeah. He'll fall. He'll fall. I promise you, if he falls 30 times, he gets up 31. Mm-hmm. If he falls 80, he gets up 81. Yeah, you know what I, mean? I like, I like that analogy, you know, it's that, it's what that, that, what did Rocky say? It's not how hard you hit. Yeah. It's how hard you can get hit and still keep going. Like that's, still- that's what success is built on. It's this this indomitable spirit that just says, oh, I'm just going to keep trying. Eventually, I'll figure it out. But I don't think he's ever going to say, this isn't for me and just never walk. If that was the case, no babies would ever learn to walk. Yeah. You know? So it's, maybe, uh, maybe, it, maybe it's what we value because I, I think people will put certain things on a pedestal. You know, and, and and work towards that one thing, and then completely neglect everything else. Yeah, it's you know, and just say, well, I'm, it's good enough. You know, like my life is good enough. It's so okay. that's that's I think the last part of this, right? We talked about not making excuses, not complaining, framing stuff positively, but at a root level, find something you value or find something you want. Yeah. Or you know, I'm not even I'm not even going to say find it. Just admit. Admit what the things are that you like. If you like sitting on your butt and playing video games, just admit it to yourself. Why why fight it? Like if that's what you really enjoy, then like you can make a life around that if you really want that. Yeah, go out and be the best video game player there is. Yeah. I mean, and by the way, there's an avenue for that, Joe, on Twitch. 
Mm-hmm. Who's that contract Ninja just signed? I got to look this up. <laughs> I mean, it, well, what, what I love about the world right now is there's so many different opportunities to be entrepreneurial, right? So it's like, if you have a passion, there is a way that you can turn it into a source of income. There is. You just, you just have to be willing to do that amount of work. So Ninja, who's a famous video game player, mm-hmm. made $17 million in 2019. Uh-huh. He just signed a multi-year contract uh, with Mixer, and it was between 20 and 30 million. Jeez. Got Twitch followers. He's with Adidas. He's with Red Bull. I mean, you, you, can, uh, you can figure it out. You know? Actually, he is with the Amazon-owned Twitch now. So he just signed a big deal. This is September. But again, there is a market for you to be good in video games. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, it's easy. Not easy. But, you know, he gets paid to just do video games. No, he's probably worked a lot. I wonder how, many, I wonder how Fortnite he's played in his life. <laughs> uh, I wonder if he crawls out of bed in the morning and goes, oh, I have to play Fortnite. <laughs> yeah, I'm no, so you get to play video games. <laughs> Like it's not, it's just, but it's funny, right? So if you want to play video games, just admit it and value that. You, know, you, ever, you ever go hang out at like the comic book shop? Uh, I have been, yes. Yeah, I mean, like you, well, I, I want to say like two or three times ago when I was out there busy, we went and played Magic with Beats and there was like a tournament going on, right? Yeah. And there's a, I mean, people turn out for this thing. Like they, they love that shit. And you'll look around the room and yeah, there's going to be some like really, you know, out of shape, you know, very large, unhealthy looking individuals, but you know what they're doing? They're smiling and they're happy and they're great people to be around because they're very positive. Not so they're doing something they love and they're having fun with it. And, and like their physical appearance might be a detriment in other areas of their life, but there in that place, it means nothing. And they're just happy. You know, it's funny. I've spent enough time there to know now that I think about it, no one there has ever complained to me how they're not fit enough. Mm-hmm. All my friends that kind of work out, it's a constant train of yeah. complaints and woe is me and excuses. Well, and, and I think you and I being trainers by trade, that's what we get, you know, because people, they don't want to let us down. So they're, they're trying to placate us by like putting it on them of like, well, I only got one workout in this week. So you know, if I did what you told me, I'd totally be fit. They just don't want to do the work. You know what one of my favorite things are? Hmm. The word grind. It's such a grind to work out. <laughs> why are you doing it? That's my answer. You should do this to people. Then why are you doing it? What do you mean? If it's such a grind and it's that hard, why don't you quit? Yeah. Well, and watch people backtrack, Joe. Well, I, I mean, uh, 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 it, it doesn't, uh, it, it's not that bad. Okay, then why did you just say it was bad? So which one is it? Like, I love calling people. The other thing I love doing is there's this thing, and it's, I, I, I think it's more common in women, but I've seen it in men, where you say, I'm ugly, I'm fat, I suck. And my default reaction is to say something to make you feel better. Yeah. So you say, I suck at this. No, you don't, Joe. You're a great guy. I value you. You know what I've taught you to do? The complaining about stuff and framing stuff negatively gets you a positive reward. Yeah. Because you, you're basically, you're, you're looking for the little dopamine response from having somebody yep. say, I love you. And so you throw this negativity out there waiting for someone to take it like bait. You're fishing. Yep. So you know what I do now? 
I suck at this. It must be terrible to feel that way. Uh huh. Or I suck at this. Why don't you quit? Because yeah, why, why just, keep going? It just shuts people down. So people don't complain to me about stuff anymore because I don't give them that positive reaction they're looking for. Yeah. It really sucks that I failed at this. Yeah, failure's rough. That sounds terrible. Like it just, I'm not here to make people feel better. Not when it's bullshit, not when it doesn't help them and not when it perpetuates or what's the word I'm looking for? Enables a bad behavior. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like beans is like, it sucks. I lost my football game. Why don't you work harder? Yeah. I'm not going to sit. Oh no, it's okay. You're special. You did wonderful. It wasn't your fault. Like all the things that people say to make other people say better. Why? Especially Joe, when it's ridiculous, you know what I mean? When, Mm -hmm. when the girl who's in really good shape or the guy who's in really good shape says, I'm so out of shape. Really? Do you want me to respond to this? I can't stand that. You know what I mean? It's like me calling you up, Joe. I I woke up. I I, I was on the scale. It said 248. I am so skinny and weak. <laughs> you know, I, I, I want to I want to turn this around a little bit because from your perspective, think of how like think of the the positive impact this has on your life. Because people might be listening and be like, "Gosh, Bobby's an asshole. I don't want to talk to him about my problems. I'll get no compassion at all." But realistically, from your point of view, people stop coming to you with that negativity and you don't hear it. You know what I mean? It's not constantly wearing away at your own will. No, and it, and here's the other thing. It helps me, but it also helps them because I'm not doing it to be mean. I'm doing it to them. Yeah. Well, and then if, they, if they're going to keep coming around, guess what? They're coming around somebody who's generally very positive and supportive. You know, but also very so real I, and helpful. Yeah, I did some bench press this week. I did a Bax rep challenge at 225 for mm-hmm. bench press. I hit 42 reps. That basically puts me like top 10 all time in the NFL combine. Yeah. Imagine I called you up and said, Joe, my bench press is awful. Tell me, Bobby, <laughs> I went to bench 225 and I could only do it 42 times. I am <laughs> what, what, like, what are you supposed to say to that? Hey, uh, Bobby, it's okay. You just you just better than everyone that's ever played in the NFL. Like, there's no good answer except like, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah, you know what I mean. Or, man, that really sucks. You need to work harder. Like, mm-hmm. don't feed into what people are looking for because it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, it just doesn't help. So, so when people come up with these problems, especially for me, it comes down to when I when I when I choose to employ that tactic, it's when. I establish if I think the problems are solvable or not. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, well, what, what, what's that, that, I, I that had saying it. about, you know, if there's two wolves inside of you and which one do you feed? And you're like, well, I don't want to feed the negative one. So I'm going to trick somebody else into feeding it. You know what I mean? Like the, it, the, you're still feeding the wrong fucking wolf. Like stop. Yep. But it's, it's also like, the other thing is, is there is, there is the feeding the wolf thing and the, and the, and the, the complaints and everything. But again, it comes back to like, why are you, why are you helping other people facilitate their problems? Yeah. Like really you, and, and you know what the hard part is? You're trying to make them feel better, but you're actually making it worse for them in the long run. Yeah. You're just setting them up for a bigger fall later. Right. 
when they realize like their whole life is built on a lie. But if your problem is solvable, you could solve it yourself. Yeah. It's like when people need help for useless things. You know, one of my favorite things to do is what would you do if I wasn't around? Well, I'd walk across the room and get it. How about you fucking get on those two legs? <laughs> walk across the room and get it? Right? Or, or like we're, we're sitting on the couch beside each other. We both have our phones out. You're like, hey, Rob, can you Google something for me? No, what are your fat fingers? <laughs> Do you, uh, a little personal question. Do you ever feel guilty asking somebody to do something like that? Like I was sitting on the couch the other day and the remote for the TV was over by the other chair across the yep. room. And I was like, hey, Jojo, can you grab that remote for me? And I actually felt guilty about interrupting her playtime. Yeah, that's when I that's totally when you do, it. do it yourself. You remember George? Uh, he was in podcast. Well, podcast yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he, he is uh, one of the top executives in Europe. He's been mm-hmm. voted that. One of the top executives in Britain, uh, he's, he's, you know, been in the executive board of a bunch of the biggest companies in the world. He asked me once, he texted me and asked me how many calories were in a banana. <laughs> so I, I'm going to see if it still works, Joe, so our people can enjoy this. <laughs> I'm just thinking, like, he had to get on, he had to get on his phone. He had to make a signal that went to the radio tower that goes to outer space and bounces off a satellite. Like his text kept a bunch of people employed. We should so, be applauding his extra effort. <laughs> so there's this website called LetMeGoogleThat.com. <laughs> so you type in how many calories in a banana, and you Google search it. And all done. You share the link below. So what let it me, does, let, me, let me let me try something. Hey Google, it's not working here. Hey Google, how many calories in a banana? Yeah, yeah. There are one hundred five calories in one medium banana. That easy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna send you this, Joe, and this is like a fun thing to play with. So hopefully you guys can play along at home. I just sent you an email. When you get it, open the link and walk me through what's happening. Because this is what letmegoogleThat.com does for you. (laughs) You get it? There it is. Yep, just came through. Clicking on it. (laughs) (laughs) Step one, type in your question. Step two, click the link. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's like uh, I'm trying to explain this to people at home. It's like a, a video that literally shows you how to Google something. Yep. This is brilliant. So, so there used to be one called have you Googled it yet.com that was similar. I don't think it's around it. I basically put that into the website. How many calories we can add it and put that back and I'll be a bunch of rude British. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you kind of had this coming. Yeah. Like I, I don't know what you expect. So it's that kind of thing. Like, it's like, no, I can't help you. You know what I mean? Like, uh, what would you do, and, and, and this comes down to what would you do if I wasn't here? No, like, I get you think you need help with a menial task, but like, handle your business. And by the way, if I do help you, it's not helping you get better. Like, sometimes the best help you can give people is getting them to solve their own problems. Yeah, yeah. Why, why am I doing this for you? You know what I mean? It's like, 
when you're in the middle of a workout and, and Jojo comes and asks you to do something she's done on her own a million times. Yeah. You know what I mean? That was, that was this morning. Jojo, put your shoes on. I can't. I need help. Like, I literally watched you put your shoes on yesterday. You know how to do this. Just put your shoes on. So one more story for you. I got beans, right? And you've mm-hmm. been around him a lot. This is like yeah. when he's nine. So he can't get dressed, can't put his shoes on, can't figure out how to turn the shower on, and takes an inordinate amount of time to get ready for school. Wakes, wakes up one morning, and I go, hey, bud, if you get ready fast, we're going to McDonald's. In 3.2 <laughs> minutes, gas was in the car, the house was tidy, he had a part in his hair, he had showered, washed and pressed his clothes. It was like a tornado of readiness. And so, <laughs> how, how are you capable of doing all this shit? Well, you should tell me to go to McDonald's more. Uh, Kids are great that way. There's no duplicity at all. They just get right to it. That's it. Oh, so you can do this on your own, huh? All right. I got you. You know, but anyway, you guys, hopefully uh, this has been a fun podcast for you. Join the MaximusPodcast.com. Go to the link. Click the hamburger in the top right-hand corner. It's a little uh, parallel line drop-down. Click join now. Pay $24.99 a month or $199 for it year and uh support us and support yourself by learning and if you like this kind of information there's a bunch of it on the maximus podcast and a whole group of people that will uh ah, i was gonna say that will not accept your excuses but there's some tire puppets <laughs> so you know who you are sometimes, sometimes you need your tires pump too that's okay sometimes you need them all right joe <laughs> it's been a blast we'll see you next week all right man sounds good because you're the last of a dying breed.